Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Welcome to the Country Music Talk podcast, the place that gives you access to the best and biggest stars of country music from your favorite radio station, Absolute Radio Country. Hello. I'm Balin Leonard, and on this episode, I'm joined by a singer-songwriter who went from string and pipeline out in the woods to over 25 million global streams of his music, playing shows with Luke Combs and recording songs that are climbing the country charts as we speak. Now, before all of this, he'd never even written a song. He'd never even tried to sing a song. It's a pretty incredible story. My guest is Bailey Zimmerman. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolute Radio Country. I'm Balin Leonard, and I've got somebody in the studio uh, who maybe also is sometimes occasionally called Bay. Bailey Zimmerman, welcome. Yo, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, great. It's so exciting to have you here. And uh, you're excited to be here, I would imagine, because first time you've been over, right? Yeah, I've never um, been out of the country, out of the U.S., other than Canada, so it's... Canada counts. Canada counts, you know, <laughs> but coming across the... It was one of my biggest fears to fly across the ocean. Like, really? You were... Oh, my gosh. You were, were you nervous on the flight? I lived with it. Once they were like, hey, you have to go to London, I wasn't going to be like, no. <laughs> okay, so I was good. just like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And uh, here you are in London, so what are you going to get up to while you're here? I'm a massive Harry Potter fan. I've read every Harry Potter book twice, watched every movie like seven times. When we drove past the train station with mm-hmm. platform nine and three quarters yeah dude like childhood right you're there. like do i have to go to this interview yeah. can we not do this now do we have to do this whole music thing <laughs> can we just go right there <laughs> let's talk about your music because this is super exciting you made this happen yourself right you were doing jobs that maybe you liked but maybe you didn't want to do forever and i hated them right you hated them so let's talk about the jobs that you hated before you got into music when i was 18 i left to go work gas pipeline so i went and built gas pipeline so presumably while you were doing this uh, the way to pass the day or to get through stuff is music you were listening to music i'm assuming mm-hmm. while this was happening it was always luke combs because right. back then oh my gosh luke was like coming up he was like getting really big and must have never met you by luke combs was like one of my favorite songs back then i can still remember I would go to the porta potty for too long just so I could like just listen to that song over and over and over again and then you know you get out like 45 minutes later and get yelled at and then you just do the same thing the next day so Right. When did your music come to be? Like when did you realize like I've got something that I can share? I think it was like November of 2020. I had like gotten laid off of the job we were on because we just finished the job. So then you get laid off and then you go do a different job. So I was just in between work and just chilling at the house. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of tired of not the pipeline I loved pipelining and I loved the work, but I hated being away from like my mom and my family because it felt like, man, I'm working so hard and I'm like away from home, but then I come home and I don't even have that much money in reality because it's all spent on the road, you know? So I was like, man, I'm tired of like making no money and not getting to see my family. So I talked to my brother, John, which he owned, um, he owns Top Notch Metalworks, which is a a metal fab company in, in the States. And... I was like, hey, man, I love lifted trucks. I love lifted trucks. Why don't we just start building them for other people? Because I think I could do a better job at it than a lot of these guys around here. I think I could make them cooler, you know, way, way crazier stuff. So we started doing that. And then one day, 
I was waiting on parts for my buddy Drew Lewis's truck, and I just put my phone up. I, I'd never really sang before other than in, like, the shower, you know? Okay. Or, like, in the truck sometimes. But, you know, I didn't think it was good, you know? And I put my phone up and recorded me singing Blackstone Cherry Stay. Right. This dude from my town, Gavin Lucas... I didn't even really know him. He was a couple years older than me, and his dad drove my bus when I was young. So, like, right. I knew his dad, but I didn't really know him that well. And he was like, hey, man, like, I think your voice is really cool. We should, like, jam together sometime. And I was like, well, I can't play guitar, and I don't really sing, but I'd love to watch you. Fast forward, like, two weeks of just kind of, like, hanging and watching him jam and stuff. One night he asked, he's like, hey, man, we should try to write a real song tonight. We should really try to write a real song that, you know... Like that, it sounds good and stuff. And I was like, all right, I'll try, you know. And that night I wrote the first verse of a song called Never Coming Home. And then it like exploded over social media overnight. And I quit my job the next day. You quit I, your job I, the I, next I quit day? Everything. Yeah, I called my union. I was like, hey, um, <clears throat> I quit. And they were like, oh, so you want taken off the work list? Is everything going on? I'm like, no, like, cut up my union card. I'm never coming to work for you guys ever again. Because if you have a plan B, plan A will not work. True. So I was just like, plan A has to work. So what, what, what about it gave you that confidence? Did you just suddenly realize, yes, I've got this? Was it the numbers that you got overnight? when you Because you put it up on TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. And so you woke up the next morning and like, how many streams did you have? Almost 2 million views. Overnight. It gave me confidence. But man, honestly, I've been praying about it a lot. I've been praying and just asking God, like, man, what am I supposed to do with my life? What am I here for? What, like, what is the whole point of life? Because it's got to be more than just trucks and money and living. It's got to be more than that. You know, like, I feel like I need a purpose, you know? And as soon as that happened, it was almost like, if you're going to chase something, chase this. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to quit my job and I'm going to do this. And now I'm in London. <laughs> yeah, and now here you are in London, not only in London, but I mean, you've got, you've got a debut EP. Yeah, as which well. is insane, man. Uh, so it's called Leave the Light On. And um, tell us a little bit about this. To go from, you know, the story that you just told us and making that leap to suddenly, you know, being here in London, England, yeah. getting to travel the world, getting to play your music live to people and having, you know, an actual thing you can hold in your hands, uh, you know, a debut EP. What's this like? So, like, we released my first song, Never Coming Home, and then a song called Small Town Crazy and... I was trying to figure out, like, okay, how do I do this? How do, like, how am I supposed to release music? What do I release? Like, what do people want to hear? You know, I'm just writing songs at this point, you know, just trying to write what I think sounds cool. And once we started, I wrote, when we wrote Fall in Love, and then that song started doing what it's doing, and then Rockin' a Hard Place found me, because I didn't write that song. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote Where It Ends. I kind of had these three songs that were all kind of different. One's a little more punk rocky, one's a little more acoustically driven that's like really sad, make you cry, and then one's just like kind of more upset and like angry, right. but still like I love you. So was, I had three different songs that was like, okay, what do I want to do? And then I started writing this stuff that was really country. Like, So when you started out, was country your thing? You know, or, or is that just that kind of because of where you're from and it's, it's around you? There was a moment that I thought I was going to be like this, like, rock guy. Mm -hmm. But, oh, my gosh, no. I, I love where I'm at now. I love the steel guitar. I love some banjo in there. I love the feeling of it because a lot of my life has been just, like, heartbreak, heartbreak all the time. Like, I was just sad all the time. And I'm like, why am I sad? 
You know, like, why, why do these things keep happening to me? And now these songs that I'm writing are helping people. You know, they're helping people get through a lot of things that I went through. And that's the coolest part about Leave the Light On is I didn't have a title for it. I came up with that title a week before we were going to release an EP. It was really cool. I just thought, Leave the Light On, because my mom would always, I would go out and I would drink. Obviously, she didn't love that, but she would say, get home safe, I'll leave the light on. So to me, it's like, um, even though you've done me wrong so many times and you've just like put me in the ground, you know the porch light will still be on and you can still have a house to come to and you'll still have love if you come through the door, you know? So that's So what, you know, you were saying that like uh, th- these songs that you've written now can help a lot of other people deal with stuff that you've been through. But the, I, I think the great thing about being a songwriter is that it actually helps the songwriter as mm-hmm. well. Like it's a way for you to process some of the stuff you've been through or the emotions that you're having or, you know, how you're feeling. It's all, it's almost like therapy in some sort of way, songwriting, I'd imagine. It's honestly the stories I get to tell. Right. Like when me and my producer Austin and Gavin Lucas, you know, we're we're always constantly writing. If you go look at the EP, it's mainly us on there. And like going through there and I'll be like, well, man, one, one time I had this feeling of like telling you that I love you is not going to make you love me back. And that's one of the hardest things I ever had to learn in my life is telling somebody I love you so many times is not going to make them love you, man. Like, that's <laughs> no. not how this works, you know? And so, if you tell them too much, it might exactly. have the opposite effect. So that's just like, you know, those feelings are so cool to finally get them off my chest and be like, dude, I'm tired of this. Mm. And then we write, like, House on Fire. House on Fire, that song, when we wrote that, I had this one girl. They're all about one girl, relatively, right? Does and, she know that? <clears throat> I mean, she's got to. You know, I, I will never come out and say who it is, but she's got to know it's about her. And it was like, yo. Well, I, we I, have her on the line, so let's Well, I, we have her on the line. <laughs> uh, so, but House on Fire is like a song about taking everything that's happened in the past because I'm a person that can take everything and just wipe it off and clean slate. But she could just, she could never get past that, you know? So that's what it's about is taking everything that we've had, all the lying and the cheating and everything and throwing it in this house and burning it down, and that's why in the second verse it says, in the first verse it says, I can see the sunshine fading from your brown eyes. But then after the first chorus, after we burn the house down, you can see the sun lighten up her brown eyes because the sun's coming through the trees because the house is gone. Is the latest single, Fall in Love, is that about her as well? That was a verse and then a chorus to a different song. So a chorus was to a different song, and the verse was to a different song. One day we're hanging in the studio, and he's singing... The Herge moved out to South Carolina. He started playing that because we were just trying to find something to write. And I was like, isn't the chorus to that? Like, because the smoke cream wrapped around your finger. And he was like, no, man, that's a different song. I'll probably just write a different verse to that and whatever. But we should we should try to find a chorus for this one. And then I looked at my producer and he was like, no, man, that's the same song. And after like an hour of convincing Gavin that it's the same song, we finally mashed it together and we all wrote the second verse. But Gavin wrote that first verse in like 2017 or something and then the chorus was like a 10 minute chorus that he wrote one day just randomly right so then we just smashed them together made the chords work and then that's how that song came to be it's crazy so the new ep is called leave the light on it's bailey zimmerman is the the guy from your hometown that heard you initially mm-hmm. is he still involved in your world oh he lives with me when we started i called him that night and i said hey man i'm gonna post this do you care because he was in it and i said do you care if i post it and he was like no nah, man when i woke up and I called Gavin, and I was like, yo, look at TikTok. And he did, and he was like, all right, man, hey, take off work today. 
and I'm going to take off work and let's figure this out. And I'm like, oh, no, bro, I quit my job. And he was like, you what? And I was like, yeah, I quit my job because me and you are going to be, you're going to be my songwriter and I'm going to be an artist and we're going to, we're going to write songs together. And that's how we're going to, that's how we're going to make money from now on. And he was like, whatever you say, man, just get over to my house, you know? And yeah, he's quit his job since then. He quit his job. He's moved to Nash with me. He's written all the songs we have with me and it's great. Oh, that's amazing. That's such a great story. How much have you been performing? Because this has all happened so quickly. You know, We've been doing a lot, man. Yeah, like, and, and yeah. How, how was it the first time that you got on stage? So my first time getting on stage was, was with Luke Combs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, were you like, what's going on? Or were you um, just like, yeah, of course. Dude, honestly, if I can be completely honest, I don't know, I feel like I'm meant to do this. Like, I, I, I love everything about it. When I... Like, they said, hey, you're going to play with Luke Combs. I was like, okay, great, perfect. And I never played live. I didn't have, like, I never wore in the in-ears where right. you can hear everything. And yeah. I was just like, yo, I'm just going to go out and sh do my best. So when I was eight years old, I watched Tesla play. Jeff Keith just sprinted out on stage. So that's exactly what I did. I, I went and I ran all the way down the catwalk. Like, as soon as I just ran, and there's nobody there. There's nobody even there. But I ran all the way down, all the way back, and I used that catwalk so much. And play, we've been playing so much, and I've learned every time. Like, you learn something new, like a new move, or you learn a new way to, like, rock your body. Or, like, you just learn, man. And that's Yeah, what, what works and what doesn't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, oh, that didn't look good. Okay, well, we're going to try this next time. So were you, when you were in high school, were you writing poetry or anything like that? Were, like, were you in, you know, big into the art class? Because songwriting ultimately is, is poetry, right? Set, set to music or storytelling. But, mm -hmm. but did you have any kind of history of that? No, man. I mean, no, I just, um, that night was the first time I'd tried to, like, put words down and, like, do that. So it's just all inside there, and then suddenly it just came pouring out. Yeah. Well, listen, keep breaking the rules because it's working for you. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Bailey Zimmerman debut EP, Leave the Light On, is uh, out now. Good to meet you. Come back and see us again. Dude, absolutely. Thank you, man. Thanks, Bailey. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. So good to catch up with the amazing rising star of country music, Bailey Zimmerman, here on the Country Music Talk podcast. If you enjoyed that, it'd be lovely if you like and subscribe and also tell your friends about Country Music Talk. It helps to bring UK country fans together and helps other people find out what we're doing. And to hear Bailey's brilliant song, Fall in Love, you can join me every weekday from 10 a.m. on Absolute Radio Country. I'll see you next time. Keep it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 